I mean, frankly, I'm not, I'm not dedicating like my time in my life to help rebuild a city that's only a place where certain people can be successful. Yeah. I want everybody to feel involved and part of crafting the future of our city and that they have a place in that vision. And um, so I try to bring that perspective. It would need to like bring people to the table or try to consider their viewpoints. Yeah. So you're speaking my verb, like my, my catchphrase is everyone's welcome at the table. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that'd be cool if South Bend was a place where everyone was welcome at the table. And I think it's getting there. It's right? getting there. It's, it takes a, it's, it's, you have to, it's intentional work. Yeah. It's really intentional work. It doesn't just happen because you put people who look different, like in close proximity yeah. to one another that you have to do the work to make those connections and meet people where they're at and then be willing to listen and and speak their experience even if it's really different from yours hey friends my name is michael yoder this is a podcast about bringing the south shore to downtown south bend at the end of the show if you guys want to get involved you can share this episode share and sign the petition and just talk about this with people without further ado i want to get you right into the episode enjoy Well, welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Michael Yoder. I met you guys in the introduction of this. I'm sitting here today with a friend, Willow Weatherall. And Willow, welcome on. You said this is your first time actually being interviewed for a podcast. Is that correct? It is correct. Yes, I'm a newbie. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, for those of you out in the community that are listening to this and you might not know Willow, Willow, kind of uh, introduce yourself and how are you related to South Bend and what's your role in all of this? Oh, well, thanks for, first, thanks for inviting me to yeah. this conversation. And um, and make me feel you know mostly relaxed about <laughs> <laughs> being in the hot seat. So I um, I'm originally from Maine. I'm a transplant to South Bend, and I came here in 2001 to do a master's at the University of Notre Dame. That was in international peace studies, and um, my niche was really in uh, international development and studying how post-conflict societies rebuild and. Um, I, there was a you know certain point at my time in South Bend where I realized that that dream of doing international work, I needed to pivot. So um, I went through a divorce, and that cha- you know changes the equation a lot in terms of where you can go. And I realized like I was going to be anchored to this community because of my children and the custody arrangement with their ex, with excuse me with my ex. And um, so I had to figure out like how to take that dream of helping communities rebuild and apply those skills locally. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Like I um, I think it's been in South Bend for 17 years. I've wow. seen dramatic, dramatic changes. And um, I've really had an opportunity to be involved in community and economic development at all, all different levels from neighborhood development and serving on the board of the River Park neighborhood. Um, I now live in the near Northwest neighborhood and, and love that, you know, um, neighborhood that's revi- you know really being revitalized. I worked on some large-scale uh, economic development projects, including the Studebaker redevelopment downtown. So um, I've had a lot of different experiences with both creative placemaking, um, urban planning, and um, I'm really thinking through what what city revitalization looks like and how can we have as many people as possible participate in that conversation and shape the vision and future for the city. That's cool. And what this short interview is going to be about is exactly that. It's how and what it looks like to bring the South Shore line back to downtown South Bend. And 
I guess my initial thoughts and questions and what I get from a lot of people is why, why does this matter? Why, why downtown? So if you look at the cost of this, it's interesting, like uh, the bring it downtown, it costs the most out of any possible scenario. So why in the world would we bring this thing downtown? Well, um, it does cost more than any of the other scenarios, um, but the return is far greater than any of the other scenarios too. So the first thing that I look at is the kind of economic development um, that a project like this will catalyze. Now, there's a lot of potential downtown in terms of development that is sort of latent potential that can mm. be unlocked um, with this kind of direct connect from South Bend's economic and cultural center to Chicago's um, economic and cultural center. So I first look at the return. Um, and then secondly, um, there's a lot of bright minds at work adding local knowledge to the studies that the consultants um, generated to really drive down those costs. Um, 100 million, it's a lot, yeah. it's a lot. And there's, it's a, it will be a heavy lift for our community to really align behind this type of large scale infrastructure project. I do think of it as a legacy project. This is um, planning for and building the foundation for transportation for generations to come. Um, I love that we're focusing on the South Shore because I believe it's the last interurban train in the country. Really? So we have this wonderful asset that has survived, I think, over 100 years um, and is still, um, it has a really important role in our community. And, um, and I think that there, we have an opportunity to really shore up infrastructure to keep it going for another 100 years. Um, so why downtown? In some ways, it's um, what we have close to the southern edge of downtown is a major rail corridor. So in some ways, it's not so much about downtown per se as where does the existing rail infrastructure live and how can we get the most benefit out of that core asset for our community? And we've had um, billions of dollars invested in our rail infrastructure across the country, and we have this major rail corridor running through South Bend, and we have um, basically like an, um, an intersection where rail can you know, come from different, um, uh, from different directions and come through South Bend and then again, either go to Elkhart or, you know, it can travel in different directions from there. So we're at a hub of a lot of um, logistics and transportation of freight. Um, and there's some passenger rail service that is that goes on that rail. But the idea would be to leverage what's already there at our hundred million um, of local investment to integrate into billions of dollars of um, national um, infrastructure. And that, to me, becomes the economic game changer. So it's not it's not starting from scratch. So we're ta we're tapping into something that's already existing. Correct, correct, yeah. And and to some degree, that's true of the the of Union Station, which is downtown. Now, that when South Shore was originally downtown, it it um, it uh, the station was I think at um, Michigan and LaSalle. Okay. So, so I do definitely want to be clear for people listening when we talk about restoring South Shore downtown, it would not be coming down the original route, which wound through neighborhoods, and mm -hmm. that would not be a cost-effective or safe option. Um, but what it does mean is that we could use um, Union Station, which did serve passenger rail um, until 1971. 
Um, and that is a, that's a wonderful asset um, that could be um, reactivated as a train station. And I think about um, when you start to imagine South Bend as the destination and downtown South Bend as the destination, um, when I picture visitor, visitors coming into South Bend, it's a completely different experience to come into a station in this, into this like beautiful historic structure as your first impression and entry point into the city. And then you come out and you've got Fort Winds Field, you've got the Studebaker campus, you've got Ignition Park just south of you, you've got a whole array of options downtown for cultural experiences at the Morris, you can come in for conventions at the Century Center. Um, could come in for Artbeat and you know other um, signature events for our city. So that to me is um, is kind of an important component. We've got existing rail infrastructure. We've got an existing train station infrastructure, and, and those two components help drive the cost down a lot. Um, so and, and they weren't they weren't considered in the original analysis that the consultants did. So those are things we can bring to the table with that local knowledge to say. Um, yeah, here's some here. You know, we don't need to build a whole new station um, for downtown. We have one that can be repurposed. I think it's an awesome way of looking at it. You're you're going from the perspective of people not necessarily escaping South Bend to go to Chicago, but kind of vice versa, people coming from other places to South Bend. Yeah, and and the train, um, you know, a city's major train station should always. It should always end in a center of um, economic and, and civic activity, and so you want people, you want people um, when they get off the train to come into that kind of vibrancy mm. um, in your community. And a lot of times, I mean, people are coming off the train currently at the airport, and they're coming downtown for business, or they're going to Notre Dame, or they're going points east in Elkhart and Goshen to you know access the RV industry. Um, so when folks are coming, if they got off the train in downtown South Bend, they're they're already many of them will already be at their final destination, or they'll only they'll have a very short um, additional trip that can be we could pair it with um, Transpo bus service, Uber, so, with Uber, with Lime Bikes, yep, um, Bike Share, shout out Lime Bikes, yep, um, and. So and and that model is really attractive for a lot of people, especially a younger generation that really embrace a sharing economy and they want they want access, not ownership. Ooh. They don't necessarily need to own their own car and deal with all of the expense and maintenance that that goes into that type of ownership. But what they do want is on-demand transportation or reliable, sustainable, environmentally sound transportation. So this type of infrastructure, I think, also helps plan for trends in the future. And the other part, portion of this is, as, as baby boomers get older, they also need transportation that you know doesn't rely on them driving themselves around everywhere. At a certain point, you know, your eyesight diminishes and yeah. your response time diminishes, and you want you want people to maintain that quality of life and that ability to be mobile, to go where they want to go, to have cultural experiences, and to continue to be fully engaged in the community. And so this type of infrastructure sets the stage for it to be easy, equitable, um, and really cost effective. I've had people comment that who are really excited about the downtown train they, because they say when, when they got off the train at the airport, they paid as much in the cab fare to get downtown as they did for the entire ticket to come from Chicago. Wow. So um, being able to, you know, pair your trip with an additional dollar for a direct bus ride, you know, to Notre Dame or a dollar to ride Lime Bike, 
um, is a different it's a different model. And you know, Uber is prohibited from going out to the airport. So downtown, you get a little bit more flexibility if you'd like to Uber or Lyft. So who would you say this benefits? Bringing the South Shore downtown. There are a lot of different constituencies. When I think about um, when I think about that broader picture of tapping into the rail infrastructure that we have. So you start to think about the layers of um, of impact. So you have passenger rail service that allows um, people, um, you know, easy easy access back and forth between South Bend to Chicago. And this could mean more commuters who live in South Bend and work in Chicago, and they want the quality of life and low cost of living that our city has to offer, but they want to bring home the salaries yeah. that are typically 30% more than they are in our community. So um, it makes so it makes commuting a viable option. Um, it also, um, there's, I think that, that that infrastructure, I think about it as sort of a backbone that makes all of this other economic activity possible. So when I think about businesses that want to move freight, um, you know, be, being able to attract those back into some of the um, the western corridors that that are a more industrial use, and we still have buildings and infrastructure that could be used, but it's really some of it's vacant or really underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just that attraction of both um, business, and I see that on all levels, like small business owners and scaling up. There'll be opportunities for new real estate development as we add more uh, residential units to the downtown and, and just build out that density. We've got a lot of surface lots that still there's an opportunity to fill you know fill those in. Sometimes we describe that as the missing teeth downtown. <laughs> we have these beautiful buildings that you know unfortunately we we took down a lot of wonderful assets, but that's the nature of economic downturn and making some tough decisions along the way. But it's the opportunity to really. Um, establish that economic engine, creates the tax base that we need to then invest in other um, things, you know, like our schools and our libraries and our roads and um, in our neighborhoods, things that are really important to people, but it's a struggle with scarce dollars to figure out, you know, where, where do those things go? Um, so it's not just one type of person that's going to benefit from this. It sounds like it's going to be all types of people. Yeah, I don't. I haven't come up with a group that wouldn't benefit. Um, like I said, like this type of transportation is, um, it provides access no matter where you're at in terms of socioeconomic backgrounds. It's very affordable to buy your South Shore ticket or to buy a bus ticket and get to you know get to the city. Um, but it also like the the in terms of that economic engine, that's an important component for our city, especially if we're talking about you know the price you know the price tag of a hundred million or I think we could probably reasonably get it down to sixty to seventy million. Some people are a little bit more optimistic, but but well, I mean that's that's right there a significant you know but let's talk about this so sixty, seventy million, hundred million. the question that I always get when I first talk about this with people is who's going to pay for this right. Right. Like, and how are we going to pay for this? And how are we gonna is pay this going to, my friend asked me, is this just going to hike up my property taxes? Right. What What's going on? Yeah. Is this going to be a bond that we're paying for yep. over time? The truth is, I don't know. I don't know what that financing package is going to look like. Um, I and, and that's a great question. It's an important question to know. And there needs to be transparency there. Um, what I, the little that I know is, one, there are a lot of ways to drive down the cost. Two, the city has allocated $25 million to this project, no matter where 
where it is. So that's twenty five million off the price already. That's yeah, that's already accounted for. Awesome. That's in the budget that you know that the city was planning on. So, um, I've heard grants. Yep, grants. There's, um, I, I think one of the most um, promising ones would be a Tiger grant, which is a federal transportation grant, and I think that actually we would be. Um, we would be an even more attractive candidate or recipient of that grant when we think more broadly about that rail infrastructure because you can bring with the added infrastructure you can bring south shore downtown you can bring amtrak downtown and then you have the infrastructure where as our city grows you can start to have street trams and trolleys so that's getting me excited just hearing about it you start to like develop neighborhood spurs for that kind of transportation too. And it and but it all locks into this backbone of the the major like national rail infrastructure that's there along the southern edge of downtown. Um, I love like as people have been writing in um, stories of, you know, they're excited about the train and they're sharing stories of, you know, current struggles of you know what it's like now when they want to get to Chicago and they don't own a vehicle or they have an aging parent and they're they're going back and forth or they're helping their parent you know come to South Bend they're based in Chicago and come to South Bend and they're using the South Shore a lot but it's it life is complicated once you get to the airport for how how they either get home um, or they get that um, aging parent or like young high school or young college student who doesn't have a vehicle and um, so that's been it's been exciting to see like all different ages and different scenarios of how the how people see the downtown train making their life easier and helping them access the connections to their family because you know Chicago and South Bend there's a lot of connection there where people are either from Chicago or they graduate here and they go and relocate to Chicago so um, lots of families are traveling back and forth to see one another so I see it facilitating those um, those family connections and that has like no boundary. I mean, there's all kinds of different types of people and all sort of different backgrounds. So um, that part's exciting to see it facilitate those human relations, relationships and connections too. Um, And I do want to say one thing about our connection to Chicago, because I've heard some concerns from people that, you know, we don't want to become a bedroom community of Chicago. and I think that, that that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we want to attract those commuters, but South Bend will always have a unique independent identity from Chicago, um, but we do want to be integrated with its cultural offerings and its economic opportunities. So. And what do they mean by bedroom community? It means that people aren't really invested in South Bend. They sleep here, they go to work in Chicago, and they sleep here, but mm-hmm. they're, not really in, they're not really fully invested in our community. Um, and you know, and that's that's a fair question or or point to make, um, because there is, we are looking at the train to be able to add commuters, and but we want we want them to still be invested in South Bend, and I do think most of those folks um, will be, and um, you know, people may start a single and then you grow your family, and there are different things that will anchor you, even if you start maybe as a commuter that, you know, you love Chicago and your work is there, but you can enjoy lower cost of living here. I think South Bend surprises a lot of people and they're pleasantly surprised when they get here, how much the city has to offer and that it's maybe not what they first expected, but just based on first impressions. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I am not as concerned about that, but I, but I acknowledge it as, you know, 
um, something that people have been concerned about. Like we, you know, we don't want to just become like yeah. a Chicago suburb where the whole focus is just on Chicago. The, the whole, the focus should be that interchange between the two cities. Besides a list of about a hundred other reasons that you've already talked about, what, like if you could make a plea to the community, why, why do you think people should care about this? And like, why get involved? Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, I got involved four years ago. And once, once I heard the vision to connect our downtown to Chicago's downtown via the train, I mean, I could not get that out of my mind. It made so much sense to me. I could see that it was an economic game changer. And, um, and it was inspiring to be part of, the, this is legacy infrastructure. This is like generations of South Benders are gonna be able to ride mm. the train from downtown again. And it's wonderful to hear the stories that people have when they used to take the train out, either out of Union Station or take the South Shore from downtown. So there's, there's lots of beautiful memories of having that connection point. So to restore it and to be part of a movement of people that says like our community deserves, you know, we're a modern city, we deserve modern transportation infrastructure. And we are, we have bold enough vision um, for our city and its future. We're also sort of confident enough in our identity that we're not going to just get absorbed into Chicago. Yeah. We are who we are. Um, but um, yeah, for me, it's the longevity of, of the investment and the project. Um, I'm raising three children here and we love taking the South Shore. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, I would say it's like one of the most important assets for families to access the cultural activities in Chicago. Um, I know it's, as a mother of three, it's far less stressful to ride the train than it is to drive, <laughs> to, to drive children yeah, yeah. into the city. So, you know, they can, we can get up on the train and go to the bathroom. We can do different activities with them. And, you know, and I'm not like throwing granola bars into the like back of the van. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to find a safe place to pull over for you to go to the bathroom. Oh. So, um, yeah, the South Shore has been a lifesaver. And I just, I mean, I know so many families who use it. And it's, you know, and it's been fun occasionally. Like the kids and I have been on a train where um, a lot of people are going into Chicago for like a Bears game. Yeah. And they're all like pretty wasted by, by the time we roll in. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a unique experience. But I'm glad people can have fun on the train and, um, and that all ages of people can ride it and enjoy it. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's, the, it's the thinking about the long term and what it's going um, to mean to make this investment. And to be honest, like, I don't think this opportunity is going to come again. Um, I feel like we have the opportunity to do it right. It will never get less complicated or less expensive to restore train service downtown. So I think it's right from all kinds of different you know, perspectives in terms of benefit to the community and, and solid urban planning. But now's the time to do it. So let's talk practicality then. What's the decision process look like? And I know you don't probably have all these answers, but is this just like, is this going right to Mayor Pete? Is this city council? Like, what, what does this look like? So this is, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know um, the exact, you know, process. I, um, Mayor Pete is obviously like a key decider in the decision. Um, I, you know, I think there'll be obviously South Shoreline, Nick D has to be, is a key decider in the decision as well. This, um, and um, Norfolk Southern, um, which is the national, you know, um, 
the railroad company that controls some of the access and easements along the existing um, line that, that we'd consider adding, you know, another line just north, just on the north side of the five tracks um, that exist on the southern edge of downtown. There's, you know, there's a lot of people. Um, our common council representatives are going to be hearing from their constituents, and they're going to be wanting to make the best, you know, best decisions and and advocate um, both for the city, but also for the interests of their, you know, of their constituents. Um, there'll be, I think, there's a large role for the general public to play, but also key businesses as well. Um, you know, institutions like Notre Dame. Um, coming to you know coming to the table and offering you know their support um, would make a big difference as well. So I see a lot of different you know a lot of different pieces. Um, but in the in the end, I sort of think it will probably come down to um, you know the community, Mayor Pete and Nicky and the South yeah. Shore. Like that's you know if we if we have a public mandate that says we're ready and willing and we're going to do the heavy lift together to make it this happen um, that helps all the other puzzle pieces fall into place. So the initial, my initial thoughts when I was looking into this and Hey, how can I get involved? And well, naturally I can do a podcast cause that's what I do a lot of, but public mandate, like, do you really think public getting involved can have a change and an outcome on what's going to happen here in South Bend? Um, well, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't have started, you know, gotten together with friends and launched a petition and a campaign to generate that kind of public support. Um, but yeah, you know, so um, yeah, I'm a community advo advocate and activist in many ways. So there's lots of issues where, yes, I believe that people coming together absolutely make a difference. Um, but that said, this it's it's going to be a joint decision. Yeah. Um, and and I really don't know which way it will go. Um, obviously, you know, I'm champion championing the downtown location. Um, I think it offers like far and above the best benefit for our community. But um, well, you know, we'll see. There's other perspectives to consider, and, um, and maybe there's something I'm missing about some of the other locations. Um, but I definitely encourage people to look beyond that initial price tag. Sometimes people get hung up on that and they, they don't look at the second number, which is the return on investment. So, and for those listening, not knowing it's over $400 million, correct? Correct. Yep. Correct. And I think as Th we've, that's game changing money. It's game changing money. It is. Yeah. It's almost a half a billion dollars. <laughs> yep. Oh, that, that changes a community. It does. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we have to consider South Bend is 40% um, of our population lives at or below the poverty line. We have a lot of people who are struggling to get by who are working poor. And they do deserve, you know, economic opportunities. They deserve safe, stable neighborhoods. They, you know, they deserve um, all of the amenities in the community that create, like, you know, vibrant cities that have, you know, um, that are just like a safe, wonderful place to raise your children. And those neighborhood issues are, are real. Like we have some real difficult issues to tackle in our city. Um, but I think you have to have the financial wherewithal mm. to be able to tackle them. Um, and we also, I think we have an opportunity to attract new residents to our city as well, which that base of just people, I don't know what, um, I can't remember the exact figure, but there, it, it, it will be, 
I will look it up and I will find out so that we could, you know, post it as an after note. But there is a there is a number that you can assign for every new person that moves to your community and stays for several decades, like what their individual economic impact is. So it's not insignificant when we talk about adding, you know, 500 new people. Um, it could be it's it, that starts to be a big deal, especially over time as people are rooted here and grow their families. So let's talk rubber meets the road here. Okay. For people listening, like what? So say you're listening to this podcast, you're running on a treadmill right now, blah, 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 blah. You're like, I'm going to get involved right now. What can people do? Go to downtowntrainsb.com and sign the petition. That's number one easy thing that you can do. That website will redirect to the change.org petition. We are working on building out a website with the frequently asked questions, um, with a map of you know what's being proposed for the downtown location. We just had a friend send in some um, drone footage that Amazing. where you travel right along the line and see exactly where it would come in. So we'll have some additional resources at that website. But but first up is sign the petition and share it. Um, we love seeing the comments that are coming in like on the petition. So that's fantastic if you've got a story to share about South Shore taking the train or how you see that it's going to, you know, how you envision its impact in the community. We'd love to hear those, just the multitude of different ideas that people have. Um, And then the next part is communicating to directly to Mayor Pete. And if you live in South Bend, communicating to your common council representative. Um, And how do you do that? Well, it depends on what district that you're in. So on the city website, you can look to see, you know, who your common council person is. Um, and and the, if in doubt, you can just email them all. You can email them all. You can email Karima Fowler in the clerk's office, and then she will make sure all of that communication goes to the um, goes to the common council members. So if you live in South Bend, you're going to have one person who's your district representative, and then there are three representatives at large. Um, so... Um, we got Gavin Furlick, Karen White, and John Vordy are at-large representatives. So in addition to yours, you want to make sure that you hit our at-large folks, too. Um, there's an opportunity um, this Thursday night is Mayor's Night Out from 530 to 7 at McKinley Primary. Um, the mayor will be there, uh, and you can sign up for five minutes to talk to him. So if this is something that you're passionate about and you want to share um, your support for Downtown Train, you can do that. In addition to talking to Mayor Pete, though, all of the other department heads will be there. So while everybody's lining up to talk to Mayor Pete, you can go talk to Eric Horvath, um, and head of Public Works, and you can talk to James Mueller, head of Community Investment, and you can talk to Aaron Perry, head of Venues, Parks, and Arts. Um, you can talk to Tim Scott, I'm sure he'll be there, um, who's the president of the Common Council. So there will be other people there that would that love to hear feedback from the community. Um, so that's a that's an easy way as well. Um, and probably, I guess they could contact through you, Michael, to if they want to be involved in um, First Friday, we're going to be putting up these fantastic posters created by Sam Lima um, in different parts of downtown as well. So if they want to be on part of that gorilla poster team yeah, <laughs> just to spread the word um and, and also, also at that website too we'll have um we'll have a um a file that people can download if they want a copy of the poster for themselves to print off as well i didn't realize how popular these posters were going to be i mean it, sam did a great job with the artwork killed it he killed it they're so beautiful um and the so he designed it in in the spirit of the the 1920s oh. series of south shore um, posters that were created to promote all of the different amenities at the different stops. And so, um, yeah, the design is beautiful and we'll have it, um, 
I'm thinking like as we put up posters downtown, I won't be surprised if they start disappearing because people <laughs> will want people will want them. But leave it up, um, and we can get the electronic file that you can download, so you can have your own copy. I think the easiest thing uh, for someone to do is just talk about this. Yes. So I mean, if you're sitting around uh, Sunday having dinner with family or friends or Tuesday night out drinking with friends, whatever it is, just just talk about it. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that still don't even know about it. I'm sharing this um, in all groups I'm in on social, on group messages, and it's still it's crazy. It's still kind of it's like not out there fully yet. Right. And so I think one of the easiest things you guys can do to help is just get this at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. And that's just by talking about it. Um. Yeah, that is such a great point. And I love like asking people too about their experiences on the mm. South Shore, um, especially folks who've been in South Bend for a long time and and used to take it from downtown or have experience taking the train out of Union Station. Um, that people have very like strong, formative memories of those you know first trips on the train. So I love um, being able to kind of tap into that, that knowledge and experience um, a lot of us, if we've had the privilege to travel either to a larger city or abroad in Europe, and we've experienced it, we've experienced these kinds of, of um, multimodal transportation mm-hmm. hubs where you get off the train and your bus, and everything is like right there. Um, so if that if you've had that experience, it fe- can it feels very intuitive. Like of course yeah. we would bring the train downtown and pair it with the bus and with you know bike share, and be within walking distance of co- key amenities. Um, but there is kind of a generation of folks that, you know, it's been out at the airport. That's what they know. That's what they've experienced. Um, parking and is easy, free, and safe out yeah. there. <laughs> so that, you know, that's comfortable. Yeah. Um, so it's tapping into some of the memories that people have, but also the imagination or experiences that you've had elsewhere of what, what can be in South Bend, what the, how that experience could change and be um, dramatically enhanced. And correct me if I'm wrong, the... It was never meant to be a permanent location out at the airport. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. It was supposed to be an interim solution. Interesting. Since 1992. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to be honest, we, 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 our city suffered a really significant economic downturn. And so I am grateful that we have the South Shore mm-hmm. and that we figured out a way at that time to, you know, to preserve the line coming into South Bend. Um, but when you know better, you do better. And now we, we know what's possible to restore the service downtown and now's the time to do it. I'm a big proponent of story and narrative. And I think this is an easy and beautiful way to enhance the narrative of what South Bend is becoming and will become. And it's what's neat about this is it's, it's kind of got that grass movement, grassroots feel, and it's super easy to get involved. Yeah. And so if you're listening out there and you want to get involved, do it and think of creative ways you can like Sam making the poster, me doing a podcast because it's what I know how to do. We have so many talented people in South Bend. Do what comes natural to you and what you're good at and help be a part of bringing this to reality. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And I, um, I have this vision of the inaugural you know, train ride mm. from downtown South Bend into Chicago, where I'm on the train with all of these people who yeah. made it happen in the big and small ways that they participated. And then we celebrate yeah. the achievement together. That's and really then we cool. leave a legacy for the people who come next. That's awesome. 
Well, well, thank you so much for being on today. Um, I hope, I hope this lights a fire under just a couple people. I hope this encourages people. I hope this answers questions for people, and and I hope this, I really hope this allows people to go out and make a difference in the community. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to contact me, Willow, anyone else. Go to the website. Um, make sure to sign a petition. And this is time sensitive. This is this is happening soon, right? Yeah, I've heard that the decision could be as made as soon as a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have a, a certain deadline that you know that I've been given, but just that window is what's been communicated. So it is time sensitive, which is you know why we launched the petition and just kind of jumped in to generate community support. Um, if we'd had a little bit more time, we could be a little bit better organized. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it was just important to get the message out and um, build the plane as we're flying it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know if there's a better train no, analogy. No, that's, that's great. That is great. <laughs> that is great. Well, thank you, guys. Um, I don't know how we should end this. All aboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect.